Yeah, we'll just go real slow. We'll talk really slow. This is episode 39 of Ruminate with me, Rob Lewis, and my co-host, John Voorhees. Good morning, John. Good morning, Rob. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, you know, it's just another great day in Chicago, and we thought we would, you know, we're, we're using the magic of the internet in order to uh, record this just a little early because you've got something going on next weekend. Uh, yeah, I have. We'll, uh, I guess we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we have a bit of a crisis, don't we, John? <laughs> we, we do. We always have a crisis. Um, what? This is called, is it called a, a, a cheat, cheat, sir? <laughs> it, it, <I'm, laughs> yes, Chiza is how I I was pronouncing it. But um, yeah, this is the you know you, way back in episode one we talked about the Pizza Hut pizza that had micro burgers in every slice, which you had had. And every so often we like to revisit disgusting fast food. And so this week I ran across some tweets that Kentucky Fried Chicken. Has started making called the, something made called the cheesa, which is a pizza which instead of pizza crust has a fried chicken pizza crust, and it looks absolutely disgusting and wonderful at the same time. Um, and so we obviously, you know, we jumped right on that. That was a project that we had to make happen. Uh, the problem <laughs> is we we found out pretty quickly uh, that these things are only available in Singapore. And as much as we would have liked to have spent the weekend in Singapore, it just didn't work with both of our schedules. Yeah, I yeah. When I think you tweeted it to me, and I, I'd, I'd seen it a couple of times, I was quite willing to go out and try one of these. Um, oh, no, me too. But uh, yeah, yet again. Um, there's been a few times where they've done this. I think actually the burger pizza was like US only for a long time. Was it? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, was... we're missing out on, on the uh, the cheeser. I think cheeser yeah. is probably a better pronunciation of it. <laughs> you know, I think Pizza Hut and KFC are owned by the sa- by the same parent company, and this seems to be a bit of a trend that they have this kind of um, you know publicity grabbing product that they put out for a limited time to try to get themselves on the news and in places like Mashable, which seems to work pretty well because obviously there was the micro burger pizza that you had back in the day. And then there were the, um, there were some YouTuber pizza specials that they had for a while at Pizza Hut, which were, which we ordered one of those and that was really not very good. Um, (laughs) and now we've got, we've got this, which is the, um, the cheesa and the one that I saw a picture of, so it was like a how you create a giant flat round pizza dough shapes and sized uh, fr- piece of fried chicken is beyond me. Uh, I don't like to think about exactly how that happens, but <laughs> uh, but they did, and so you have a, a a bed of fried chicken, and on top of it is cheese. I, I think it had cheese. This one had cheese, and then it was like pepperoni and pineapple or ham and pineapple something like that yeah that's definitely what it looked like um and if you remember actually a while ago kfc i don't know if they still do it i never got to try one but they did the burger where the bread was just pieces of chicken instead oh yeah yep yep i remember that so do they have many kfcs in the uk uh not really i I tried to look up some stats a a few weeks ago because i was discussing this with somebody um because as you say it's the same company it's uh, kfc 
uh, Pizza Hut, and I think Taco Bell as well are all under yep. the same umbrella company. Um, but KFC is like fourth most popular fast food chain in the UK. Uh, mm. I mean, we we don't have a huge amount of of like fast food chains. I mean, pretty much, you know we have the big three: McDonald's, Burger King, uh, KFC, and then like Subway as well. Um, right. But yeah, KFC is you definitely see the least. Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of true here, too. I mean, I don't think they're nearly as big as they used to be. And, like, I can think of one that's within a decent drive, you know, decent drive of where I live. But uh, they are pretty few and far between, at least compared to things like McDonald's. Oh, yeah. I mean, McDonald's is, is, is obviously, that's the big dog. Um, they're kind of <laughs> everywhere, aren't they? They are. And, and, you know, I did see something yesterday on Twitter. You know, Twitter is a great place to find fast food. And, and to get ideas for things you shouldn't eat. And kind of late yesterday, I saw a chalupa, and I had forgotten about the chalupa, which, again, this is the same, you know, same group of fast food companies. This is a Taco Bell, and it's a taco that foregoes the taco shell, the traditional you know, corn-based taco shell, for a piece of fried chicken. It, it- I, I don't know whose job this is. You just just like there's a there's a department of people that just what things can we replace with chicken? I, it, <laughs> I think that there. I mean, if there's any trend and any thread that goes through this, is that someone somewhere has decided that any sort of starchy bread product can be replaced with fried chicken. Yeah, and I suppose that's because you can give it a nice little crusty exterior, but it. I don't know. Strikes me as one messy and two kind of disgusting. But hey, you know, to to each his own. I should go out and try one of these things before I criticize it too much. Yeah, I, if if as we say, if I if I could have got one of these this week, I would have done. Um, but unfortunately, not available in the UK. Well, you are going. So they don't. What don't? Oh, they don't have the cheese, right? But they do have Taco Bell in the UK, right? Uh, I, yes. There, there's one just opened up. Uh, relatively near me, maybe half an hour drive away. Um, I haven't been there yet, but I, I intend to in the next couple of months. Well, if you are heading out, I, I know you're heading to London next weekend, and so perhaps what you should do is when you get off the train in London, you should find the nearest Taco Bell, because I'm sure they have at least, they probably have several in London, and get yourself a chalupa, and we can do a chalupa challenge. Well, I, I might do that if I can find one close to where I am, but I am probably going to go to Shake Shack um, on Mike's recommendation. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. No, that's 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 an excellent idea. Yeah, because I, I don't I don't think I've had one. Um, it's it's something I've wanted to try for a while, but you know, I don't go to London all that often. Um, yeah. And for a long time, when I was going to London, I was getting Five Guys because we didn't have Five Guys near me, which we now do. Right. This is kind of in that vein, I would say, in general. Um, there are not as many Shake Shacks in the U.S. as there are Five Guys, at least in where I live. Um, there's one downtown that I know of, and I've been there a couple of times, but um, it's kind of a rare treat for me, too, and I, I, I really like their burgers. Yeah, it's definitely. I, 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 we, um, we need to sit down later today, uh, me and Jess, and work out what we're doing when we're in London, because the Saturday is going to be kind of rushed. Um, so we'll get into why I'm going, but um, the Saturday is pretty much going to be nonstop for us. So it will just be you know a few hours on the Sunday before we come home. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So you're you're going you're spending the whole weekend there. Uh, yeah, we we were going to go up on the Friday, um, but I'm going out with work that 
the Friday night, um, so mm-hmm. we can't really go up on the Friday night. So we're just going to go up Saturday morning, um, get some food, and then go to the the Harry Potter play. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about because I don't really know anything about the Harry Potter play other than I know you've been trying for a long time to get tickets, and you've I've seen some of your screenshots of the electronic queue that you've been in to try to get tickets when they whenever it is they periodically go on sale and the numbers are just it's just staggering yeah they're, they're insane i mean the the last time i guess was maybe three or four weeks ago they released seventy five thousand tickets uh-huh. um and that was for between february and april next year um so a year's time um and i did manage to get through and i bought tickets i, I think maybe we discussed this last episode um or, or i can't actually remember um but I managed to get tickets, and then I went on there about a week ago or two weeks ago, and just happened to see some tickets available for next weekend, uh, for the 18th. Uh, so I bought those instead. Okay, so then you can kind of turn back your turn turn in your uh, tickets for 2018 and get a refund on those, I assume, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to get a refund on those because they were. I mean, both sets of tickets were like the really expensive seats, um, mm-hmm. so I didn't really want to pay twice for those. Um, yeah. We might try and get some cheaper seats, you know, in a year or two, um, but I, I, I don't really want to pay the big money for for two times. How long has this um, this been playing in in London? Uh, I think it's only since maybe June last year, June or July. No, so maybe two thousand and fifteen. And okay, and is it a J.K. Rowling production? I mean, she write it or what? What what's it all about? Yeah, so it's the um, so so at the end of the the seventh book or, or the eighth film depending on on which uh, which series you're into um uh-huh. there's like a a separate section that's like you know 10 15 years into the future and everyone's married off and, and harry potter's got a kid this play is jk rowling has been calling it like the eighth book um and it's about his child um and it, it, it's called The Cursed Child, so I, I didn't really know a lot about the story, but yeah, it's kind of the eighth Harry Potter book, is what okay. she's calling it. Do they, this, there's no like book that goes along with this though, or screenplay or anything that you can buy? Is it just, you know, you, you uh, it's just, you got to go to the stage play, right? Uh, you, you can buy the, the, the script, like the screenplay. Um, okay. Jess has that, it's actually on a shelf next to me right now. Um, but she hasn't read it. Um, I I haven't read it because obviously we kind of knew we were going to go to the play, um, mm-hmm. so I'd rather rather see it than just read the screenplay. Um, and and of course, reading a screenplay is not really the same as reading a novel. Uh, that's yeah, it is different. a little weird. So um, I mean, it, it it's pretty. It must be a fairly lengthy story because the the play is actually in two parts. Um, so there's a part at two o'clock, which is two and a half hours. And then there's, you know, a few hours gap. And then at 7.30, there's another, the second part, which is another two and a half hours. Oh, wow. That's a lot, that's a lot longer than I would have expected. Yeah, which, which is why kind of our Saturday is pretty much, you know, we get this like two hour gap in between or two and a half hour gap or whatever, where we kind of, you know, we need to go and get some food and, you know, do whatever else we need to do and then get back to the theater again. Yeah, I was going to ask what you were going to do when you're in London, but it doesn't sound like you do have. It doesn't sound like you have much spare time once you. I mean, because I assume it's like a three-hour train ride or so, right? Uh, no, it's only an hour and a half on the train for us. Oh, I thought it was um, farther. Okay. 
No, it, it's pretty close. Um, it's yeah, the hour and a half for the the fast train that doesn't stop in too many places. Um, right. So yeah, we're gonna get to London. I think probably about ten, half ten on Saturday mm-hmm. morning. Um, and then probably go and get some food, go and check into the hotel. Um, and then, you know, go and pick up our tickets and then, you know, queue up to, to get into the actual play. Oh, that's cool. Is it a, is it a big theater or? Uh, yeah, it's in the, uh, the palace theater, um, on, on Shaftesbury Avenue. I'll, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a, a, a pretty big theater mm-hmm. um, as the, as theaters go. <laughs> Yeah, cool. No, it sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, I'm I don't have anything like that planned. I've just <laughs> got no big events coming up. Although I am going to the Mac Power Users Meetup in in March coming up not too long from now, which I'm looking forward to. Um, that's going to be here in Chicago because uh, David Sparks and Katie Floyd are coming in for. There's this thing every year. There's an annual convention that's like a tech lawyers convention, and since they're both lawyers, they're coming in for it, and they're doing a meetup at a bar, restaurant, pub type place about, oh, I don't know, three or four blocks from where the convention is, the hotel where the convention is being held. So that should be kind of cool. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it's, um, uh, I don't know, it's at, a, it's at a neat old train station called in the south loop of Chicago called Dearborn Station, which is a big old brick building uh, that's, that there is still a uh, train station kind of at the back of it, but the front of it is all now retail and restaurants and that sort of thing. Sounds very nice. Yeah. So, you last week, you know, we did a, we talked a lot about the games you've been playing because you've been really kind of bulking up on the games, and you had just bought a Vita, and you were playing Uncharted on the Vita and that sort of thing. And I recommended a bunch of other Vita games to you, and you sounded like you were done buying games for a, for a little while. But but then something <laughs> happened this week. What, what 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 was that, Rob? Well, before we get to that, I, I didn't tell you this, but I also bought Tear Away for the Vita. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Did you play it yet? It's a lot of fun. Uh, no, I, I well, I played kind of the first five minutes with the setup, and you know, it kind of uses the camera, and you know, you choose like male or female, and your little outfit and stuff like that. Um, right. But yeah, that was something I forgot to tell you. But yeah, I uh, I picked up uh, Tear Away on eBay um, for a pretty good price. So yeah, I got that as well this week. Oh, good, good. Well, that one you'll enjoy. That'll be a good one to maybe take on the train when you go to London. Uh, yeah, that's exactly my plan. Um, I, I haven't really played too much of the Vita, but yeah, that I'll be making sure it's charged up and uh, taking it on the train with me. Yeah, well, so... <laughs> You did you did even more game purchasing than I expected, but you also picked up um, Lego Dimensions, right? Uh, yeah, this was uh, I don't know yesterday afternoon. Um, I, I saw a tweet from a, a site called Hot UK Deals, um, you know, and they tweet, you know, basically as it sounds, you know, deals and price drops and things like that. That, that sounds that sounds like a, bona- a bonanza um, Twitter account. It, yeah, it really does, but uh, it's. <laughs> It, it's it's kind of useful, especially you know if you're keeping an eye on things that are expensive. And the, you know the two things I'm into really like games and Lego are both pretty expensive, so it's uh, you know kind of kind of good to follow them. Yeah, you should probably stay away from most Twitter accounts that start with Hot UK something, but Hot UK deals is probably okay. I think that one's all right. All right, um, but yeah, they they tweeted that uh, the the Lego Dimensions starter pack, which is what you need to be able to play the game um right was down to 32.99 i think um at, at argos <coughs> which is a uk retailer 
Um, and I didn't really want to go to Argos because they make you pay for delivery or I've got to go and pick it up. Um, and I looked on Amazon and they had exactly the same price. Oh. Uh, so I ordered it on Prime now. Nice. Oh, that's really, yeah. Um, we have this in our house too. And I have not actually played it, although I've seen it played. And it it's basically the game plus a, 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 a as you said, a starter set. It's got some figures and a little docking thing right uh yeah that that's yeah that's what you get with the the starter pack how does it work what is what is that all about like the little portal and whatever that you i saw you tweeted it this morning yeah so at the core of it, i was kind of to be honest i wasn't 100 percent sure how the game worked because i'd kind of written it off because the starter pack initially was like 60 or 70 pound um but yeah so you you buy the starter pack and that gives you three figures uh batman Gandalf and Wildstyle from the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also got Supergirl because that's a, a PS4 exclusive with the starter pack, which was nice. Um, but basically, like, the base is used to trigger things in the game. So, okay. you know, if you need to, I don't know, drive Batman's Batmobile, you have to physically pick up the little Batmobile, uh, like, token model thing. And put it on the base in the right place. Like, it will light up in a certain colour. Um, but yeah, at its core of it, like, the starter pack just gives you a Lego game. Um, I think there's, like, 14 or 15 levels or something that you get for that in the starter pack. Right. Um, and then, of course, you get, you know, with all these kind of toys to games uh, things, you buy extra packs and you can get extra levels and characters and things like that. Right, I've seen like you can buy a a, a Simpsons um, set, which will open up levels that that have the Simpsons characters, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and I, and I'd actually already bought some of these Lego uh, the level packs. Um, of course, you have. Not for the game, but because I wanted some of the figures that came with them. Like there was a a, a Marty McFly one that came with um, like a little hoverboard piece and a kind of mini DeLorean, and I wanted the hoverboard and. So I kind of just bought it anyway. Um, yeah, I remember that. But of course, now I've got the the starter pack. I can actually use those and play the level. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I uh, it is pretty neat how these. Were. I guess they work a little bit like Amiibo, right? Uh, yeah, it's almost exactly the same as that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's neat. I um. So what? How how far through it are you? I mean, what have you what have you done? And what what how does how does the game play? Is in terms of just as a game? Yeah. So I I've played. I mean, I, I set it up. Well, last night I built the, you know, the portal part of it. Um, you know, it does come with instructions for that part. I mean, that took me, you know, forty-five minutes or something on its own. Um, but yeah, then this morning I played probably another forty, forty-five minutes before we recorded um, and did, you know, most of the first level. Um, and for the most part, you don't really you can almost forget that you've got like the base with all the actual characters on it um Mm -hmm. you know you kind of just play it like any normal lego game um but every now and again you know you'll uh, as an example like i got trapped by the the wicked witch of the west and i had to move my trapped character from one side of the pad to the other to get out of the trap okay um so there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of interaction with the gamepad itself um it's uh yeah it, it kind of just plays like a normal lego game for the most part 
Yeah, I can see how the game. It's probably good that they limit the gamepad only because it, I can see how that might get kind of tedious having to constantly deal with that as well as a controller. Yeah, th- th- there was something I noticed, and I I guess I kind of expected this, um, but I would see you know a certain path or something, you know, and it'd be lit up as if I can walk down there. And I'd try and walk down it, and it'd say, oh, you need a character that has this ability to do this. Um, you know, oh. in, th- in this example, it was like, you know, Chris Pratt's character from Jurassic Park. I, I need that pack to be able to go down there. Um, right, so you pa- pause the game and run down to the store. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I kind of expected it. And, and as I say, to be fair, you know, for the starter pack, you do get what I would consider a full Lego game. Like, you know, 14 and 15 levels is about right of what you normally get from a Lego game. Right. Well, that's good. How does it play compared to a regular Lego game? I mean, it's a little bit different in the way in the way it, it plays, isn't it? Yeah, it, it does feel slightly different. Um, if only because you're not, you know, you're not playing with the same set of characters from the same franchise. Like at, you know, this morning when I was playing, I was playing with uh, Batman, Super, uh, Batman, Supergirl, and Marty McFly. Um, but of course, I had to kind of keep switching because you know they each have special abilities and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of strange, and I'm I'm still kind of getting used to the fact that I've got to like physically move things on the on the to- on the pad every now and again. Right. Well, and and the thing that it sounds like it, I think it's kind of a neat idea to mix and match characters from different franchises. I think that's kind of a nice. A nice feature of the game. One thing that I've always thought about some of the older Lego games is they just some of them just felt like the same game skinned with different characters. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely happening more now. They're rushing them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I will say the the Lego Force Awakens is really really good. Um, oh really? And I think the Marvel one was better than some of the other ones too, wasn't it? Yeah, Marvel was really good because it was kind of this open world um, game. You know, you had like the entirety of Lego New York to kind of browse around. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Um, hmm, well, I may have to try it. I mean, we we do have it here. It hasn't got it really. Like I think I mentioned to you before we started, it it hasn't really clicked with anybody in my family. I but I haven't really tried it much either. So I might, maybe I'll sit down and give it a give it a whirl at some point. Yeah, and uh, I mean, one of the other things in the back of my mind, the reason that I was kind of keeping an eye on the price and wanted to buy it, um, you know, as you know, I'm a pretty big fan of the, the Lego games in general. Like, I, I have most of them. Um, right. But one of the bigger missions, you know, like this year, was there was no Fantastic Beasts game, Lego game, and there's no game to go with the Lego Batman movie, you know, like a, a standalone game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is because they're selling these as story packs that go with Lego Dimensions. Oh, interesting. Um, so you can buy like the Fantastic Beasts story pack, and that allows you to play through the whole movie just like you would with one of the standalone games. Yep. Um, so I feel like presumably they're moving towards this model for most franchises. Um, yeah, I bet... I bet that makes it a lot easier for them because all they're doing really is then they're doing it. it it's basically like a, a DLC model for, for vid- other video games. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we'll likely still see Star Wars uh, Episode Eight as a separate game uh, mm-hmm. just because that's Disney and 
you know, there's no Marvel characters in Lego Dimensions at all. Um, I think partly because Disney did have Infinity up until a few months ago. Um, and I feel like maybe a Star Wars game isn't really the same market as a somebody who might play Lego Dimensions in general. Right. You know, I, I bet one of the most interesting parts about putting this game together was convincing all the different character the owners of the various characters that it would be okay for them to be in the same game yeah it's kind of impressive they've managed to do it although if you start looking into it a lot of the characters are licensed by warner brothers okay um, so i think like like lego batman although that's dc there's some kind of warner brothers tie there um okay but yeah, like you know, you still got kind of Wizard of Oz, and there's Ghostbusters, and you know, loads of different DC characters, um, and Marvel, Marvel, which is a rival of DC. So, uh, as I said, or do they not have Marvel? I guess they don't have Marvel in Dimensions, do they? No, not yet. Um, I imagine That's probably it, why. I would imagine it's coming um, at some point because Disney have cancelled um, Infinity. Right. Yeah, I did see that. I'm not surprised. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to, well, I mean, p- partly the Back to the Future level, because uh, I already have the level pack, because I bought it for the minifigures. Um, I'm looking forward to playing through that and, you know, kind of just mixing and matching characters in, in these different worlds. Sounds kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. How does it work? Do they have chips built into them, or does it plug in somehow to the PS4? No, so they have little um, NFC, like circular little plastic discs. Um, and that's what actually has the the data on it. Um, and then you can just put a minifig on top of the disc. Um, okay. But like like this morning, my Marty McFly minifigure is somewhere else in the house. So I was just using the blue disc on its own. Oh, um, okay. Because you don't actually need the Lego on the discs. You can just use the little plastic discs on their own. Right. Well, that makes sense. Well, you know, I... Um... I think I mentioned before that I had, I ordered I pre-ordered a Switch, so I'm getting pretty excited that that's coming in a few weeks. And I got so excited that I actually bought more stuff for it, uh, <laughs> which I didn't tell you. <laughs> I, uh, I There was a video released at the beginning of last week, which was a hardware preview video. I don't know if you saw that. It came out first in Japan, and then there was an English language version that came out. Maybe it was Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. Uh, yeah, I did see that one. And it it was interesting. I mean, there wasn't a lot of new information there, but it was nice. It was just nice close-ups of the hardware and description of what they do. I think the one thing that was a little bit new that answered some questions people had was how you charge the switch, uh, whether it had to be a Nintendo adapt, you know, AC adapter or something like that. And it looks like anything that will charge via USB C will work. Um, including that way, you know, you could have maybe like an anchor battery pack or something like that if you're going on a trip like you're going to do next weekend. Um, so that's nice. But what I decided after seeing kind of seeing close-ups of the Pro Controller is I, I picked up a Pro Controller, and what else did I pick up? It was a Pro Controller and, oh, a uh, micro SD card so I can I can uh, fit some games on it. Sure. So do you, you go for the, the wired or wireless uh, Pro Controller? I went for the wired controller. Yeah. And then I also got the, uh, there's, there is a holder that you can put the, uh, I don't even know what you call it, a grip that you can put the, the Joy-Cons in that's mm-hmm. rechargeable. Oh, okay. Uh, that, 
it has a battery in it. So while you're playing with that wirelessly, it will charge the Joy-Cons. So I picked up that too. You know, the one thing I haven't been able to find, and as a result, you know, and this is like what Nintendo is very good at. I think I've probably now probably spent the equivalent of a PS4 back when it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Through, through all the little bits and bobs that I've, I've picked up for it. But um, what I haven't been able to find is a standalone uh, Switch dock for sale, which would be, I just stri- struck me that that would be, that they're relatively small and that would be kind of a convenient thing to have a second one so I can hook it up in, uh, you know, my family room upstairs or in my bedroom mm. or wherever I want, you know, just move it between TVs pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, that that's something that they've said they're going to sell, right? Or, or was it just yeah. a, a mentioned thing? It was, uh, I think they said they were going to sell it at the the big reveal that was a few weeks ago. And it just hasn't shown up anywhere. Uh, it, one thing, too, that's been kind of interesting is almost everything that I've purchased, other than games, I've bought from Best Buy, you know, which is a big electronics retailer in the U.S. Mm. Amazon doesn't have... I don't know what the relationship right now is with Nintendo, but they haven't had anything. They haven't. They had, you know, like maybe five of those NES classics for a while, and they all sold out, and they never have them in stock. And they, they don't have all the. Uh, if you search for the Switch on Amazon, all you see is a coming soon. It's not even. It's not even available as a pre-order. Yeah, it's really str- Amazon's relationship with Nintendo seems very weird because. You know, you say that, but like in the UK for the the, the NES Classic, um, they had that up for pre-order for a long time. Um, it's my own stupid fault for not pre-ordering, but um, and you know, and even with the Switch, they seem to have quite a lot of the accessories there. You know, for Prime, ready for uh, launch day. Yeah, I couldn't get any of that stuff. Not not accessories, not the Switch itself, hmm. and. And the NES Classic was the same situation. There were no pre-orders here that I could ever find. It was, you know, the day it launched, it went up at a particular time, and everybody grabbed whatever supply they had, and they were gone, and they've always been gone ever since I've, you know, gone back and looked. Yeah, it's really weird. I'm, I'm just looking now in the UK on uh, on Game, which is a, a UK retailer, um, and they don't seem to have the, the Switch dock either. Um I, I thought I'd seen it somewhere for sale, but I, I guess maybe I haven't. So yeah, maybe no, that's coming asked, later. Yeah, it must be coming later because I've asked, I, I've asked, I asked Mike about it, and I also asked Federico about it, and it doesn't look like it's in the UK anywhere or Italy or just mm. about you know anywhere that anybody's looked. So who knows? Yeah, lot lot of Zelda accessories uh, on game in the UK. <laughs> oh, you know what? Here's another good game that you can't play, mm. which is. Uh, you know the, the the company that makes Alto's Adventure. It's called uh, Snowman. Yep. Uh huh. They they're coming out with a skate game. Have you seen the videos of this? Yeah, I have. I know. It looks really cool, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe it will run on my iPad Mini too. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> it looks like a pretty nice three D environment. That'll be pretty hard to run on that. Yeah, but maybe I'll play it on Jess's iPhone. I'm sure she won't mind. Yeah, you know, that's true. I forgot that she's still got a phone. Uh, it, it looks it looks pretty amazing. Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah, I, I, I still get in that like, oh, why isn't it on Android? But, you know, I, I get it. I know why it's not. Um, well, it might be available eventually. I know they've put Alto's Adventure on Android. They'll be, you know, they've done other games that they've that they've published on Android. Yeah, I know. I every now and again though, I'm like, oh, I am missing out, and but you know, I'm I'm still pretty happy with Android. Um, and 
I think I said this on Twitter the other day, but you know, the only app I really miss right now is Overcast. Um, mm-hmm. Just because for how I listen to podcasts, it's perfect. Right. Um, Pocket Cast is a really good app. You know, very flexible. It's they've got the nice web interface, which is you know a lot better than than Overcast's web interface. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't quite work how I like. Uh, so I do still miss Overcast every now and again. Yeah, no, it, it, I, I can imagine that that would be the case. That um, <clears throat> that skate game is, they don't have a release date yet, but I think they are going to have a playable level for the press at GDC because um, the game developer conference is in San Francisco, and that's coming up really soon. I forget exactly when, sometime in the next month, I think. Uh, yeah, it's pretty soon. It's uh, February 27th. Oh, okay. That's even sooner than I thought. Yeah, so, um, I mean, like two weeks away, and then it—the last day is the Nintendo Switch release day on uh, March third. Oh, wow! Yeah, that'll be pretty cool, huh? Interesting. I'm—I've got my fingers crossed that uh, Best Buy doesn't botch my order. I haven't bought anything from them. I don't think I've ever had anything delivered to my home from them ever, and I haven't mm. been inside a Best Buy in years. Yeah, I um. The more I see about the Switch, and you know, I, I kind of watched the Zelda videos again the other day. I think it will probably be something that I'll grab, you know, later on in the year, um, or you know, maybe even you know, ask for it for Christmas or something like that. Um, you know, yeah. or get it, get it as a Christmas present. Well, and it seems like they're trying to do a slow build in a way that they, you know, they're holding back the, or I don't know if they're holding it back, but it's just not scheduled to be released until Christmas. This is the um, that uh, Mario Odyssey game, which is going to be. I suspect something that really drives you know the holiday sales for the Switch. Yeah, that, and, and to be honest, that that's probably the one I'm most interested in, um, mm-hmm. just because it looks so different from from anything they've done before. Right. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I think Zelda is gonna Zelda is gonna grab a lot of hardcore Zelda fans uh, and a certain segment of the Nintendo fan base right off the bat. But uh, Mario is gonna be what really broadens the base of people who want that system if it's a good game yeah definitely um i think that's probably about it for this week yeah i think so too well enjoy your time in london rob i will yeah good and i'll have an extra day i'll have an extra weekend off you will so uh (laughs) use the time wisely maybe maybe play some lego dimensions (laughs) okay good idea